Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley, and this morning uh, the bed took over, you know, and that was it. I didn't get up in time. So we're having the show a little later today. Uh, welcome to the Weekly Weather for March 17th. Happy St. Patrick's Day. For all of you who are Irish, uh, blessings, faith, and begura. And for those of you who are art, it's a great day to be Irish. My mother always said she was Irish. She always said everybody wants to be Irish on St. Patrick's Day. So um, I was going to say top of the morning to you this morning, but uh, and you could all say back to me the rest of the day to you. But it's the top of the evening, so top of the evening to you and the rest of the evening to you. Hope you had a great St. Patrick's Day. Uh, what we do here on the weekly weather is we talk about the weather in the heavens, and it's an interesting week. Um, we have a new moon, a full moon rather, and we have a new ingress. We have Aries, uh, the sun going into Aries, coming across the equator down there, down at the equator land at zero of the middle of the earth, coming up. And now the days will start to get uh, longer than the nights. By a minute a day until we get to the summer solstice in the middle of June. So this is the beginning of spring for the northern, for the southern folks. This is the beginning of your fall because the sun has left you and come to, coming to us up here in the north. And what astrologers do is cast a chart for what's called the ingress. And that happens on Wednesday at uh, March 20th at 5.58 p.m. And then a little later in the day on the 20th at... Um, 9.43 p.m., there's a full moon in Aries on the Aries Libra on the world axis. So that means Wednesday is a big, big, big day. So you want to kind of mark your calendars. There also are a pile of aspects for Wednesday in addition to it being a full moon. And we, of course, still have Mercury retrograde, so confusion and miscommunication and, you know, you say this, they say that, you say yellow they say blue and you're kind of like blue i thought it was green you know it's just watch the watch the communication because merc is retrograde in pisces which is the sign of the water and there's just a lot of neptune about there's a lot of floating there's a lot of water a lot of people are feeling very swamped you know when people call me and they go i'm just feeling so soggy i feel like i'm treading through soggy water the water people are actually pretty happy because this is their element and they're kind of like i'm feeling really good it's the air and fire folks who are just really struggling with all this water in the sky and all the water in the feelings and the emotions and you know i read a little earlier today i read a, a lovely fire sign with a scorpio moon and partner was like, you know, I, 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 this is too deep. I can't go there. I can't go there. And think deep. Think water. Think diving, deep diving. Think emotions. And a lot of times when there's this much water, people do feel a little bit flooded, overwhelmed, overwashed, awash. And that is what's up there. So if you're feeling awash in feelings, you know, take, have a good cry. Go out and uh, go to take a nap. Go go do some Pisces things. Pisces swim. They sleep. They dance. They dream. They draw. They color. Not to be mistaken for drawing, coloring. You know, it's just kind of more fluid. Watercolors. Uh, give them the energy of emerging, floating, swimming, safety. And also just nice long hot showers. I just tapped out of a nice hot shower 
about five minutes ago. I'm feeling really frisky because I'm sitting here waiting for my hair to dry before I go out for dinner and going, yeah, it's Pisces, Pisces. So just watch the energy very – and then on Wednesday, the sun goes into fire, and suddenly everybody has an opinion. Everybody's going to got to do something, got to go, got to go, got to go, go, go. And we have that full moon, which takes us back uh, to when Libra new moon happened in 2017 when the sun and moon were in Libra, Uh, and then the opening square last summer in Cancer, when the sun was in Cancer and the moon was in Libra, and that would have been around the uh, 13th or so of July and the 13th or so of October of 17, and now we have the full moon where we really see it, and we see it in a way we hadn't seen it before, and then we go for the close, which will be in December when we have a Capricorn sun, or actually January, when we have a Capricorn sun and the Libra moon again, or the Aries moon again, um, the Libra moon again, sorry. So Libra is about partnership and relationship. A lot of relationships are having relationship discussions right now. And they're going, well, you know. And remember, it is Mercury retrograde, so decisions made on it can be reversed or shifted or changed. It's a great time to do research, but you might end up shifting and changing stuff just because... It is Mercury retrograde. He is retrograde through the end of the month. Uh, he goes direct on the 28th. And Mercury retrograde is famous for the ghosts, the people from your past that reappear, that want to talk to you, that want to connect. He is going to go retrograde and link up with Neptune, uh, you know, for the 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th. He's just going to be parked on Neptune that last week in March. Um so just kind of watch for the feelings and just know that this, this this will move and shift, but it is ending energy because it's the last sign of the last, the last degrees of the last sign of the zodiac, and it's Mercury. So it's also making decisions about ending. It doesn't mean you're going to end it tomorrow, but that there's a, there's a coming to close. There's a coming to, a coming to finality, a coming to releasing and letting go. So in my world, um my uh we've been presenting access astrology for the last i don't know 5 years i guess at the church of the transfiguration little church around the corner down on uh, 30th street and the woman who's been hosting us is leaving us gretchen the beloved the beloved gretchen is leaving us she's not leaving us and leaving us but she's leaving us and leaving us and she got married a couple of years ago and she's going to be kind of spending more time in jersey so she's not going to be keeping her New York apartment and is going to be going across the river and spending time with her beloved husband, Ken. So we're going to really miss her. But Mark and I met with the um, the priest, the reverend, the rector, I guess the rectors in the Episcopalian Church, and he was like, you guys can continue. So we're going to continue to meet there, but it's like a bittersweet. You know, it's kind of like, oh, Gretchen's leaving. And while you're happy on one hand, you're sad on the other because you know it's a it's a big big turning point, you know. So look for the turning points in your life. Look at where people are saying farewell or where perhaps you're saying farewell. Where you're saying, you know, I I really need this. Can you do it? And the person says, mm, "No, I really can't." And then you're kind of like, "Okay. Um, hmm, maybe I should uh maybe I should let that go then." Right? 
Um, and, and that's okay. You know, it's also recognizing what the soul really needs. Remember, when Mercury's in Pisces, he really sees the soul's desire, which also makes it a little harder because the soul sees the potential. The potential is fabulous. But then what's the reality, right? And that's the question. What's the reality here? And Mercury in Pisces doesn't really want reality. He wants the potential. He's like, well, maybe, maybe. And then you're kind of like, hmm. And he's like, whoa. And you're like, hmm. Right? Because there's an energy there. Um, there's an energy there. And it's under understanding. It's, you know, it's being honorable. You know, it's saying what are you going to do and how are you going to do it. So let's talk about the energy of the week. So we have that full, juicy full moon. And it's interesting because in the chart cast for Washington, D.C., it is uh, 29 degrees Libra rising. Um, and the midheaven is 4 degrees Leo. Uh, so that's the chart for 942 uh, p.m. And it's the sun is in the fifth house of creativity for it and opposite the moon in Libra. Um, and the, it's on the world point. So that's a pretty potent little guy. And we still have Saturn, or Uranus, rather, at the world point. On, I'm sorry, at zero. Taurus is going to be activated by that sun. Um, Mercury retrograde is really close to the Neptune. He's at 18, and the Neptune's at 16 Pisces. So there's still a lot of water, even though the sun has now shifted. And we also have a lot of energy with Pluto hanging out on the degree that he and Saturn are going to meet up on next January 12th, 13th. So the stuff that goes down this week on the ingress is stuff we're going to really see the results of next January 12th, 13th of 2020, okay, because Pluto's on the point where he and Saturn are going to meet up. Now, he and Saturn are moving forward. They're going to start to really slow down, and they're going to station and move backwards when we get to April. Um, I do think there's going to be a pretty big um, stock market Correction. I was talking to somebody the other day, uh, and they work for a major bank who's laying off a lot of people because the bank thinks there's a big recession coming. So I'm like, oh, it's good to hear. Even the bankers know it's coming, not just the astrologers blowing, blowing smoke in the wind. So if you are um, old like me, I'm 65, I'm going to be 65, uh, you want to kind of make sure your retirement is secure. So you want to kind of get in some cash as opposed to leaving it in the market. And if you're in the market and you're young, it'll come back. But if you need money, you know, kind of pull it aside because you're going to probably see the stock market have a pretty big tumble in April. I'm going to have an article published on Wednesday. Um, and once it's published, I will send it out and post it on my website too, but I have to wait for it to be published. But it's talking about the nodes of fate. So what's going to happen is Saturn and Pluto are going into the south node of the moon, which we all know about, right? Everybody knows about the south nodes and the north nodes. So that's a releasing energy. Pluto goes in at the beginning of April. Saturn goes in at the end of April. And then he goes into it uh, three times, two more times, in July 4th, 5th, and then in the fall. But also the nodes of the planets. Planets have nodes. Bet you didn't know that. But it's where the planet crosses the ecliptic twice a year. Those nodes move very slowly, right? So the uh, one degree every 72 years, long time, long time, right? So um, Pluto's going into his node this year three times, and Saturn's going into his node next year three times. Now, that's the planet's nodes. So imagine 
Saturn going into his own south node. Pluto going into his own south node. You know what happens when planets go into the south node. Stuff leaves. Things get released. It's like a big hoo-ha. And that's just the lunar nodes. Planet nodes. Planets into nodes. Big deal. Big deal. Excitement. Run, run, real Robinson. Run, run, you know. <laughs> Remember that old movie? Run, real Robinson. Run, run. Well, we're not going to be able to run. We're going to be having a front row in history to watch this, Okay. And it's starting now. We're in orb. So just kind of start paying attention, paying attention to what's going on in the world around us because it's big. And when we go back to every 250 years this happens, right, Pluto hits his own south node. Yeah, 250 years. And you can hear my cat howling. Come here. Come here. I know it's you don't really like that planet node thing when I talk about it, do you? Yeah, you're a little psychic cat. Um, he's Even Max is paying attention, and he's a four-legged furball. Um, so anyway, when it hits the node, so, you know, I, back in the 700s, the, that's when the Ostrogoths sacked Rome and the last chariot races happened. That was when the Pied Piper of Hamelin took 130 kids out of the town by playing a little piper and they were never seen again. Uh, of course, it was the British Empire right Le- us leaving the british empire back when it did it back when the founding fathers time 250 years ago it was martin luther with his theses on the wall saying you know we need to fix this it's a really big 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 shift right so this is coming and we all have a front row in the history of the world being made in front of our eyes and it is a global aspect it's happening all over the earth so we're going to be watching for that it comes in, in the next month but let me tell you it's big, so people get really reactive when it's big, and so you want to just kind of get ready. You want to just say, okay, you know, what can I do, what can I do? And the stuff you can do, you do. And the stuff you can't do, you go, ah, I don't think I can do anything about that. Okay, then I'm going to let it go, right? Um, so this ingress that we have, interestingly, the um, the full moon this time is 29 Libra, last degree, with Uranus on the descendant. So it's pretty pretty rocking and rolling here in the United States for this full moon. And for all of us, this ingress kind of kicks up a whole new year and a whole new uh, excitement. A lot of people, astrologers kind of fight whether the ingress starts when it goes across the equator, because that's the beginning of the growing season, or if you do it when it's the Capricorn ingress in January, when it's at the lowest point. But see, for our Australian friends and our Southern Hemisphere friends, that's when it's at the highest point for them. So I kind of like the ingress going across going across the equator. So this chart actually has a 17-degree Virgo rising. Now, for those of you who know the U.S. chart, the U.S. Neptune is at 19 Virgo, and 17 degrees Virgo is a hot degree in the U.S. Uh, the government. It's when 9-11 happened, 18 degrees Virgo. It's when the Pentagon's cornerstone got laid. The, cons- the, the city of Washington is laid out in the constellation of Virgo. Um, the, the wall is laid out in the shape of Virgo because it's supposed to be about service to the people instead of you know uh, whatever it is these days. And so as this energy shifts and we move forward, Right into this energy, we can see that this Virgo rising uh, on the ascendant is really going to push us into kind of a new energy um, and how we want to work with it, what we want to do with it. The ingress also is happening in the day of Mercury in the hour of Jupiter, 
right? So Mercury's in a nice place. He's retrograde, though. He's in retrograde on the descendant in Pisces. So this is also excellent opportunity for projection, meaning they look at you and they start talking about their stuff and they blame it on you. And you go, you know, you're just that, that, that. And you're kind of looking at them going, actually, I think that's you. I don't think that's me. But you're projecting on me. Okay, so this is a huge week for projection. <laughs> so just kind of... Um, just be aware of it, you know, and, and kind of pay attention to it and watch for it and kind of look and say what to do, right? So, of course, I should never do this right before the radio show, but I looked at Yahoo, and I guess Meghan McCain and Trump were having a fight about John McCain, and she said, no one's ever going to love you like they loved my father. <laughs> and then some kid <clears throat> in Texas slammed an egg into a senator's head who's an allegedly a racist. Um, so I was like, wow, okay, i got to go do the radio show now. <laughs> it's going to be a wild week on Earth. Just get ready. Just watch for flying eggs. And say, of course, spring is Easter, right? That's when all the eggs happen. The Easter egg. Remember? You go looking for the Easter eggs with the bunnies? Yeah, well, the eggs are flying now, so just pay attention. All right, so it's St. Patrick's Day today. We have the moon in Leo. It goes void tomorrow morning at 11.19 a.m. with a lovely trine to Jupiter. And it's void most of the afternoon, and it goes into Virgo at 9.41 p.m. on Monday night, the 18th. So tonight, tomorrow, good tomorrow morning. And, you know, in the middle of the day is okay, too. Just don't do shopping because the food will spoil. That void moon is good for follow-up on stuff. Uh, the sun goes into Virgo. The moon goes into Virgo on a Monday night, and it is an in Virgo on Tuesday, and it is in Virgo till 11:22 a.m. on Wednesday when it goes void, and it goes void with a square to Jupiter. Moon in Virgo, square Jupiter in Sag. So it's a little bit of an overdoing energy. Then it's void from 11:22 a.m. until 9:28 p.m. So it's void all day two Wednesday afternoon too. Now remember, because all the planets—not all the planets, but a lot of the planets, especially Uranus—are in the bottom of the degrees now. They're down at zero. We're going to have long day-long void moons. So the moon then goes into Libra late on Monday night, or 9:28 p.m. And it's on Wednesday night rather. And it's in Libra on Wednesday night and all day Thursday and Friday, and it goes void at 2.10 p.m. with a trine to Venus. So moon in Libra, trines Venus in Aquarius, right? Air, air. So that's very good for productive communication, connecting, relating, signing contracts, or researching them because Mercury is still retrograde, reaching out to folks, connecting. Moon is void. Uh, 2.10 p.m. until 10.16 p.m. on Friday afternoon, uh, early evening. And then it goes into Scorpio Friday night, the 22nd. It's in Scorpio the 22nd, the 23rd, the 24th. And it goes void at 10.24 p.m. Moon goes void square to Venus and Uranus. So that's a a square. Moon and Venus in a fight is not that a bad thing, but Moon and Scorpio can be a little snarky. And then the moon is void uh, Sunday night after 10.24 p.m., entering Sagittarius bright and early, 2.06 a.m. on the Monday the 25th, and it's in Sag, uh, going void with a conjunction to Neptune the next day, 
at 10.37 p.m. the 26th. So basically nice moons this week, and they are in Virgo, Leo tonight, and tomorrow morning, the sign of creativity. Virgo on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, most of the day. Libra, Thursday, Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday, and most of the day Friday, but the moon is void from 2 to 10 p.m. And then Scorpio, intense and passionate, the 22nd, the 23rd, the 24th, and then void late at night on the 24th. So a lot of passion. Busy, busy days. Monday's pretty busy, the 18th. Tuesday, a pile of aspects. A lot of stuff going down on Tuesday, uh, not on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on the vernal equinox when the sun enters Aries and the full moon. Friday's busy too and a little more stressed because the moon in um, the moon in Libra is going to square Pluto and Saturn, so that's a little bit more difficult in the morning on on Friday morning. And then Sunday is pretty productive because there's a lot of working aspects on Sunday the 24th. So that's the week for the moons. We also have, let me get my days of the week here. Um, we have the sun this week is in Pisces, going into Aries. So it's at 26, 25, 26 right now, and it's going to get as high as 5 Aries. It goes into Aries, as I mentioned before, on the 20th at 5.58 p.m., and it has a hard aspect to Athena on the 17th tonight, today, uh, where he's kind of arguing with structure and how things are set up and what to do. And then the sun is parallel uh, Mercury, so everybody thinks they're right on the 18th, and they are, because you're not going to talk them out of being right. Sun gets blindsided by Uranus, doesn't really see it coming. That's going to happen on the 21st, some unexpected thing that doesn't, doesn't really anticipate. And the sun is joined to Chiron on the 22nd, uh, and that's a wound being activated. So we're going to watch those wounds on Friday. And, of course, we are coming off of the Libra moon where the moon is square to Saturn and Pluto. And then uh, the sun is uh, contra-parallel Eris, kind of pushing us into a little bit of an arguing energy maybe on the 25th. but Or maybe walking away from an arguing energy. You know, someone's in the mood to argue with you and you're just like, you know what, I'm not doing this. Mercury going backwards this week, 21 for Pisces all the way to 7, 16, 49 Pisces. The end of the week, on the 24th, he links up with Neptune. Very dreamy day, probably rainy too. And he links up with Vesta on Monday, the today and Monday, uh, which is, okay, let's take action to clarify stuff. Remember, he's going retrograde, so he wants you to reorganize stuff. He has a sextile to Mars, which gets him very productive and active. And he has a sextile to Saturn on the 20th. Uh, which is a helpful energy for organizing and getting the year structured. And that's going to be about 10.26 in the morning. On, again, these are all East Coast times. And then he also has a contra-parallel to Chiron and how he's feeling a little bit unhappy about partnership. Remember, we're doing a lot of partnership definition, or perhaps a better way to say it is what I need or what I want from you, partner, is this, can you do it? And partner may say yes, but he might say no, or she might say no. And that's okay. It's important for you to know what you're looking for. And also remember, no one's job to make you happy. It's your job to make you happy. So you can ask them to do things, but you have to recognize that they have their life, their limits, their wishes and hopes. And so you're in charge of your own happiness, 
but you can say to them, you know, this this would really work for me. You think you can do it? And let's see what happens. With Mercury on Neptune, dreams can come true. Venus this week. 18 Aquarius going to 27. Busy girl. She is. She is. And she's in air sign. She's very communicative. She's in the mood to chat. She is having a big old argument with Pluto and Saturn this week. Uh, is she first with Saturn on the 17th and then with Pluto on the 20th because she's kind of not in the mood to put up with their stuff. Now remember, they're both a little curmudgeonly because they're in Capricorn and she's in the mood for freedom. Again, like I said, big breakup week. Or revising the relationship because it isn't really working the way we want. Now the good news is if you break up on a Mercury retrograde, you often get back together once it goes direct. Not a guarantee. But but watch what the redefinitions are that you're looking for or how you want to change the way it's set up. Venus is also sextile heiress on the 21st, so she's a little bit mad because she also has a square to Mars. So the 21st, the feminine energies are pretty PO'd, kind of crabby, and you want to just kind of go, ooh, you're, you're, really, you're really mad, huh? And she'll go, I am. And you'll go, okay, okay. Uh, Venus is also sextile Jupiter on the 21st, kind of kicking stuff up, making choices because she has aspects to the nodes of fate, encouraging her to pick a new direction maybe on the 21st. And then she also has a trine to Pallas Athena on the 22nd, so she's seeing things really clearly. Pallas Athena is in Libra, and Venus is in Aquarius, so the two of them are collaborating, and they're really... Yeah, they're kind of looking at each other across the table chuckling. You know, it's kind of the person you can finish the sentences with. So that's happening at the end of the week. And then she is also contra-parallel, even though she's trying Athena, she's contra-parallel Athena a couple days later. So that knowing energy, she goes, okay, now how do I want to use it? Be careful when she she steps out, because Athena may not approve how she uses it. So it's kind of like, Somebody tells you something bad about somebody, right? And you decide, do you want to tell your friend what you just heard bad about somebody, right? Because your friend is involved with that person. And then you go, hmm, I don't know that I want to share that information. But then there's a little part of you that goes, but I feel like they should know. And then there's another part of you that goes, yeah, but I don't know that I want to be the one that delivers the message, Remember, a lot of the energy in the sky is in what's called the path of fire. So you want to, you know, kind of be a little careful. Maybe not be the messenger. If they're supposed to find out, they will. Um, and they will. That's the way the universe works. Do you want to be the one that tells them? right? And you may face that question this week. You find out something and you have to decide what you want to do about it. Uh, Mars, very busy guy. He's in Taurus. Remember, he's in the sign of forming new habits. And I have to say, I have not been as good with this as I want to be. I'm getting better, but I need to be better than I've been. So I'm going to really work on it this next couple weeks before Mars gets out of Taurus, uh, which happens on the 31st. Um, So Mars this week is a 22 Taurus, and he is rolling through um, to 26 and a half Taurus. So he is trying to Pluto, which kicks, that's on the 20th, which is like kick butt, boom, boom, go get stuff done. He has an inconjunct to Jupiter kind of pushing back on stuff that he may be committed to before. And he has it, it's in a, it's in a hard aspect to both Eris and Jupiter on the 24th. That's around 
you know, it's just kind of a kickback. Like, I don't want to. You can't make me. Remember, Mars and Taurus can be very stubborn. He also has a lot to do with cleaning out things and cleaning up things on the 22nd. And he aspects the nodes of fate on the 22nd, which kind of kicks energy into a whole new level because he's in a positive aspect. He's um, sextiling the Venus, or I'm sorry, the Cancer North Node, and he's he's trining the South Node. So he really does have the opportunity to change habits this week. And then he also has an inconjunct to Athena. So that's on the 23rd. So he doesn't really like what he's hearing or seeing. And, you know, that's, you know, sometimes... Sometimes you hear and see things you don't like, right? So that's Mars at the end of the week. He's kind of like, really? I'm like, yeah. He's like, wow. Uh, Jupiter. Jupiter square Vesta is changing up the house, changing up the home Thursday. And Jupiter has a hard aspect to the nodes of fate, indicating adjust, adjust, adjust on Sunday the 24th. Um, Uranus, not doing much this week, but it is playing with partnerships and relationships. And it's asking you to really qualify, you know, what are you actually looking for in a relationship or a partnership? Now, this doesn't have to be with a romantic partner. This can be with other people that you partner with where you're kind of like, I think maybe I need to shift that. Neptune squares uh, Juno and also invites us to have a dream of a new relationship or a new partnership. And Vesta is clearing out the house. Great week to clean out the house, get stuff out the door, move stuff off, and to be conscious of what you're partnering with and why, more importantly. Why are you partnering with that? Because Vesta is very active, and she's encouraging you to make a wholesome nest. And uh, Juno is encouraging you to partner creatively, collaboratively, and with what you want rather than what you have. What would you like? What's the dream? It doesn't have to be big. It just has to be served. Um, forward we go into the spring. Uh, last call for Tuscany. I'm going to stop talking about it. Uh, we booked we booked the Aritalia. We got the little train tickets. We're going to Venice. I'm, like, so excited. I hope you'll join. I started working on the, on the presentation and the charts for people because we're going to work with charts. And we're going to learn astrology and have a wonderful time and eat fabulous food. Um, information on my website, Trip to Tuscany. And um, off we go. Uh, hope you all have a great St. Patty's. And uh, luck of the Irish to you. And um, that's all for this week. Ann Ortley signing off from the Bright Red Desk. Max isn't howling anymore. Life is good. And we go forward into the week and the new season of spring which is upon us. Take care, and I'll talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.